Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. The best program in the country. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like for me, it wasn't even, like, proven to anybody outside of Los Angeles. I yeah. think we had to prove who we was in Los Angeles first. Yeah. Not being afraid to play against a Crenshaw team. Mm-hmm. Um expose you to some high-level competition, but it also made you either, you know, either going to sink or swim. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Slick presents the Point God Podcast. I'm your host, Baron Davis, a.k.a. Too Easy, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle. Shout out to iHeartMedia. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that I get excited about my guests. And this guest, I'm super excited about, hails from Inglewood, California. The first quarterback in my life. <laughs> a point guard, dual sport, great grades, real as they come, L.A. legend. Ladies and gentlemen, this man took AAU basketball from what I saw and it created a dynasty team and was the leader and led the whole class of class of 96, no matter how big they got, what All-American they became, they had to humble themselves around one of the godfathers of L.A., took his talents from Inglewood High School. Actually, he was at Westchester first. All right. Really, he was at Westchester cracking first. Left his senior season. Went to Inglewood. Became an All-American. Scholarship at Syracuse. Ran, in up, ran up in there on the East Coast in Syracuse and established L.A. point guards on the East Coast in the Big East. Named Syracuse all-time leader in steals. Named to the Syracuse all-century team. Drafted in the year 2000 by the Milwaukee Bucks. Played 10 years in the NBA. Led grown men. I watched grown successful basketball players humble themselves when he was talking to them. A man of wisdom, razor sharp, a killer, 
honestly, he he is the definition of a killer. That was my first quarterback. He's my first point guard. He is now the head coach of the Ignite G League team. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary, the L.A. pioneer, Jason Hart. <laughs> BD. Hey, man, they standing up. Hey, they standing up in Inglewood. Standing up. Hey. Hey, man, that got to be the sickest intro I've ever had in my life. I swear, I ain't, ain't nobody ever said that good about me that long. But I appreciate you for just doing that. I ain't Come never on. had that. Come on, man. I'm you always the one in the back. I appreciate that. I'm Point always the one in God. the back. I'm always the one in the background, man. That was that was dope, man. I really appreciate that. The and you end. know what? You were supposed to be on my AAU team, too. We was recruiting you, man. I I'll never forget that. Pat, <laughs> Pat had us calling you every day, man. You were supposed to be with us. Man, y'all had the guards, though. Yeah. You, Donnie, Tommy, Kevin Augustine. Like, y'all had too many goals. Nah, uh, Kevin Augustine was playing. Younger. Yeah, yeah. he was going to play with us. Yeah. Because remember, Paul was like that fly age. Yeah. He had an October birthday, so he could have played both. But now nah, he was going to play with us. And that was before Lose Me. Yeah. It would have been Shout me, you, and Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost went to Fremont. Uh, and and the coach told me I would have to uh, back up Donnie. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> hey, Sam gonna lie today. Sam, you gonna lie wow. about that today? But uh, we all D Rock was there. Wow, that's your home school too, huh? Yeah, I was trying to go to Fremont, bro. They lost, bro. All right, this this is ladies and gentlemen. This is my big bro. He is the big bro to every any guard that come out to, out of L A. Like. Doug, like to me, you know, when it when when we talk about point gods, you know what I mean? I think like like the first person in real life, like there's there's four people I was fans of, right? Mm -hmm. You, um, James Gray, Gumby, mm -hmm. Stace Bozeman, mm -hmm. and um why am I why am I drawing a blank? Reggie. Reggie Goins. Mm. Man, he was a tough one. Right? So, yeah. Playing football at Inglewood. That was my first time ever playing Pop Warner football. Mm -hmm. You was the quarterback. Mm -hmm. You commanded the whole shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro. Take me back. Take me back to that time because, you know, you, you play, you, you, you football, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if people know that. This motherfucker was, was, was Justin Field, <laughs> all, all that shit, all that, all that shit. Uh, what's his name? Russell Wilson. That's who you was. <laughs> Russell Wilson, deep ball. Throw the slant, throw the uh, Jamel Jones uh, no, post. Yeah. <laughs> Jamel Jones, wow, you still remember the names too. Hey, bro, we had a good time. Take me through that, man. You coming up, you know, growing up in L.A. Like, talk about you know, young Jason Hart, and like when you when you discover basketball, and more importantly, sports, and like mm -hmm. what that did for you, you know, growing up in a city like this. Well, you know, growing up in L.A. like you did, summertime, man, you know, we rode our bikes. We didn't have after-school programs or this or that. Right. So in the summertime, you either played 
football in the street mm-hmm. or you went to your local elementary and played basketball with all your homies. Right. And so back then, man, we was dreaming. I mean, obviously you did as well. Football was something that was part of our culture. Mm-hmm. Nobody, It wasn't, we didn't have me and you growing up, our homies or older people going to the NBA. No. It wasn't like it yeah. wasn't like thought of. So everybody was like, okay, I'm going to be an NFL player or an NBA player. And, you know, quite naturally, just growing up with two older brothers, yeah. we played football. That's what got you tough for basketball. Yeah. And so in the summer times, man, growing up, you played football. Mm-hmm. And that just carried over into Pop Warner. And it was something that the whole community did. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you at. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so many other friends. So football for me will always be my first love and first, yeah. first sport ever because, for one, it taught team. It taught unity. And like togetherness, it was like yeah. a real bond, man. You know, we yeah. really, we really bonded on the football field, and I think that that was one of the things that shaped us. I think shaped our community was football, man, yeah. for sure. Now, talk about like you know, you playing quarterback, you the man, but also like at, at a very young age, you had a lot of responsibility, right. bro. Like you was, you was like a real like kid <laughs> star. You know what I'm saying? Like talk about like the football basketball relationship. You know, growing up, mm-hmm. because you know you could, it, it was almost like growing up in L.A. You couldn't have one without the other. No doubt, man. And you know those names you said: Stays Bozeman, James Ray. They all play football, so yeah. we got to see them play football before the basketball part. But I think for me, man, um, my two older brothers played football, so yeah. I was just a natural at the park all day. And quarterback was a position like point guard where you get the ball. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that. Playing the quarterback position, learning all the plays, knowing where you need to be, where the yep. offensive line need to be, I think it was just a natural uh, thing for me, which led to me playing the point guard. I, you know, growing up, we didn't have positions. It was like you just went and hooped. Yeah. Nowadays in basketball, you got to have a position. But football was a leadership role, and I was able to understand the game early, and that's what led to me playing point guard in basketball. But football was uh, always uh, – a place where we got refuge, yeah, and we gonna be rough, yeah. Go get it in, go get it in. I got you yeah. there, practice. <laughs> that's up. what it was about, man. You gonna be sure. rough and physical, and that's what it was, and we couldn't get in trouble for it. Yep, I, 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 I totally agree. It was like the best landscape to like get all your frustrations out, you know, no matter where you was from. But then, you know, transitioning to like playing to one of the best AAU programs, like mm-hmm. I, I, I want, I want. I want to know, like, at what moment, right? Because there's a moment mm-hmm. where you decide, like, basketball is what, I, what I'm what i going to be known for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Take us on that journey. Well, as you mentioned, the AAU program, that that was a – I played at Jesse Owens Park. Mm-hmm. That was my part. And back then, everybody didn't have an AAU team or AAU program. Obviously, we played with K-Swiss with that and yep. Harold. But my part was Jesse Owens Park. Pat Barrett would go out and recruit. Yep. Just that's what everybody would do. Go to the local parks in South Central and snatch the talent. Uh I was still playing football though, B. I was still football, basketball mm-hmm. when I got with Pat. It wasn't until my sophomore year in high school when wow. my dad came up there. Because I played football as a freshman at Westchester. Uh-huh. Going to play varsity football, and my dad and Coach Zam behind my back said it'd be best that I play basketball. I was still trying to do both. Yeah. Like so that's what people like forgot. I was playing, I played my whole freshman year, was about to be the starting quarterback for as a sophomore, but my dad felt that this was the time. But mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that. Yet. Right. And so uh took their advice. Obviously Coach Zan was a big influence on that. 
And that was one of the toughest days because, like, a lot of people had quit football. I still had that same yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. I took it off. I was, like, 16, still feeling like no. 7, 8. <laughs> and people forget that. So, But it worked out, obviously, you know. And, 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 your, and your dad wasn't somebody you just could say no to. <laughs> right. Hell no. Hey, bro. Hell I used no. to be scared of your dad playing <laughs> on another team. Man, my dad was this big old buff dude that worked hard and, and disciplined his boys and, yep. and gave you a look. That's when you was in trouble. <laughs> but that's what it was, though, back then. Yeah. You, you know, you, you got disciplined by in home first, not yep. the streets. And, and my dad was one of them ones, and um, thank God he did. Yeah. Do you, do, would you... Like, would you relate, you know, because football, yes, and and the mentality and, like, but, like, that overall toughness, like, what was it like, you know, growing up in a household, you know what I mean, with, like, strong men, you know what I mean, and, like, real dudes, like, how did that kind of mold you, you know what I mean, coming into, you know, high school and, all, and, and, and making that transition from, you know, football to basketball, you know what I'm saying? Baron, we, you have big cousins. I had big brothers. It was mandatory that they was going to discipline you and have you physical ready. <laughs> if you came home crying, B, you're going to get beat up by them. Yeah. So that was just natural. I, I I don't know if anybody grew up in our era that wasn't tough. Yeah. Kenny, Barry, Bean, yeah. me, Danny Walker, Lose Me, Shea Cotton. Just naming them names. Like, none of us was like Danny Walker, uh, Donnie Wilson. Nobody was soft. No softies. It wasn't. No. And that's why we all competed against yeah. each other. But that started from your big cousins yep. and your older brothers putting hands on you. Yeah. Just daily because yeah. you was little and you just had to get hands put on you. Yo, yo, yo. We got to tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Who, who would you say is that coach? Right from a basketball standpoint, that he was like, "Damn, dog!" Like, if it wasn't for that dude, like, I don't even think that you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I would have chose this route, or if it wasn't for this dude telling me something, mm -hmm. you know, like, who was that coach that kind of triggered, you know, like the basketball journey? Well, you know, playing for the park, uh, you don't get them; you get volunteer coaches. Yeah. So I would I would credit that to like Thad and Harold. Yeah. Cause man, like, you know, them two dudes to me were like pioneers. Looking back what they did back, look like look at the pros they had. Man. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't get their props yeah. either. Like, so I would say those two let me know like this can be a real possibility. Yeah. Pat Barrett came in and and, and snatched players from their yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. I would have to say Thad and Harold for me, because yep. they put us with other talented players and had us duking it up. Our squad was fucking crazy. We got real pros. And it was like, when you think about it, like we are the the next, not the first wave, but the next first wave of an influx of L.A. dudes from the pros. No question. No you question. know what I mean? And like, no you know, kind of, I know like we shared, because we, we similar in age, like it was always like, talk about like, like how that was like coming like you in high school you high school all american you know what i mean they like like the bias around you know what i mean or or the stigma right mm -hmm. cuz you are nowhere near soft you know what i mean and you are everything opposite of soft right. uh, you know what i mean on the basketball court and but the stigma right yeah, and yeah. what they and what what you had to go up against. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, you was before me. So, like, talk to me about, like, 
being a high school point guard here in L.A. And, like, what did you have to shoulder and prove, you know what I mean, at that time, especially making a transition, you know, uh, from football to basketball? Well, the, the softness and the tough tough part, like, you had to go through Crenshaw. Yep. Crenshaw basketball was probably the best program in the country. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, like, like for me, it wasn't even, like, proven to anybody outside of Los Angeles. I yep. think we had to prove who we was in Los Angeles first. Yep. And um, just not being afraid to play against a Crenshaw team mm-hmm. um, exposed you to some high-level competition, but it also made you either, you know, either going to sink or swim. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> like Fremont, your home school, yep. Westchester, all these schools. So I just think that our L.A. culture basketball generated, um, you had to get your love and respect around your city yep. first, man. Yep. And then, like, once we got out of here, once I was blessed to go to – uh, ABCD camp in Jersey. I was like, this ain't nothing because yeah. back home we used to play fight in the back of the lines with Dart. Uh, yeah. We would do certain things, so it wasn't nothing to go that far away from home because um, we had it already, man. Ain't nothing yeah. soft about LA. They yeah. think it is, right? Was never nothing soft about LA. Yeah, and and just talk, <laughs> <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk about that, man. I want to like dive into yeah. that because you know at that time, you know it was like. I, I didn't really know soft players that I watched, right? Who were some of the players that that you watched that you start watching and be like, yo, I want to start, like, this is me. I want to start taking from them. So just going to, like, high school basketball games when we was young, man, it was a Sam Crawford, yep. Stace Bozeman, yep. uh, 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 James Gumby Gray, yep. Legends, and then we would just hear about, like, the Harold Miners. Yep. Like, I was probably, like, elementary, like, sneaking into those games, just getting a chance to see him. And so those were the first fixtures of, for me, growing up, seeing, like, damn, these dudes are really good. John Staggers or Crenshaw, Canaries Holden. So those were the guys that we wanted to be like. And back then, I don't know if you remember, we never talked about league. It was like, man, just get a a, a letter. You want to get a letter. Got a letter from UCLA. It was on for the game. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't about NBA. The talk changed, obviously, when you said, like, you, you know, Paul 98, you 99, yeah. I'm 2000. Before that, though, think about it, B, it was probably Harold Minor. Yeah. Now it's like just. Yeah, it's open. It's wide open. It's, start, yeah. it's wide open. So that's who, that was our influences. Like Harold Minor was our, our pro, and then we got the piggyback off him. Yeah. And then, uh, damn, I had, I, had, I had a funny and good question for you. I done fucking forgot <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, I got a good question. Why did you transfer? From Westchester to Inglewood. So, um, that's a good question. Man, at Westchester, you know, B, you, you kind of know my career. I was yeah. always on the team more like he the glue yeah. of every team, yeah. right? And it's from AAU all the way up. And um, Coach Zan was probably my best basketball teacher, period. Yeah. Dude, was super sharp. And I played with Ben Sanders and yep. Danny Walker. They was the man. Yeah. And so, I wanted to see what I had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to see, see if I really could play. Yeah. And so, man, Pat Roy at the time, Pat Roy, you know, great coach of Inglewood, former player of Inglewood. Um, Paul just had graduated, and it was just a perfect yeah. storm. So I, yeah. I wanted to go over to really be so I could see what I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You I was went, getting I, off the line. Man, I went, I went from averaging 14 to 27, so I said, damn, I yeah. could have did that last year. But yeah. it all worked out, man, and that's why I went over to Inglewood. It was like going back to Pop Warner. Yep. And uh, being around Dino and yep. Dave Egan, you know, former uh, L.A. Yeah, guys. Yeah, squad, well. too. Yeah. Another g- great, 
uh, guard duo too. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. cause they was my class. They came up under you. So like, to have them young wolves with you, y'all, y'all was, y'all was nice, man. And that was the whole thing. We, it, it, nowadays, kids want to go where they just by themselves. Yeah. Nobody want to like go play on a good team. Yeah. Remember, it was us about just winning. Yep. And so that's what it was about, man. Going back home and, and being around my homeboys and uh, Pat Roy understood the, you know, allowing people to get off. Yeah. And so I was I was kind of done with the passing cutting. All that. <laughs> he was getting the Fast and cut, man. Yeah. We, somebody tweet, didn't somebody tweet that out about the shot clock? Yeah. We was one. Yeah, y'all was one. We was getting 38 points. Yeah. So I would get like nine and go back to school the next day. Like, I was cracking with nine. <laughs> At nine points. Hey, for real. For real. You for go real. to school like I was on. Two layups and four fingers. box score in the, in the paper. paper. Yeah, that was on, man. I got the nine, ten. <laughs> Easy. But th that was over with, though. So that Inglewood opened it up for me. I'm happy I went over there. Well, and then why Syracuse? Like, who yeah. are the other schools? Because... Yeah. At one point, dog, we was talking about doing this UCLA thing. No like, remember that shit? Yeah. It was Midnight Madness. Yeah. It was me, you, Luz, somebody, mm -hmm. Jelani. Shay. It, Shay. Man, man we should have did that. So I for, mean, you, you had a great career. <laughs> so, so for me, man, when I went to I, I went to Syracuse, well, rewind. Remember, B, when I, I went to ABCD camp, it yep. blew up. Yeah. So I yep. went to ABCD camp, probably not even ranked in the top 100, and then came out of there top 30. Yep. So... UCLA, Romar was like lukewarm recruiting me because they just had, I think Cameron Dollar. Cameron Dollar was yeah, still there. And, and then maybe Ty Zenny was about to graduate. Yeah. So Bayhound was like, man, he go to ball 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> shit. Went, I just went to New Jersey and played yeah. the camp, did good. So I didn't make it like no brainer. You know, yeah. you called me, I committed. And at that time, that's what I wanted to do. And I, it wasn't being different because everybody dreamed of going to UCLA. It was just going somewhere where uh, you was wanted. And going somewhere where another LA guy did good, and that was Stevie Thompson. Yeah, and, and dog, you went to Syracuse, right? Right, like you went, you went to damn near like outside of the Pac-10 to the other mecca of guards. Mm -hmm. Man, talk about like walking into Syracuse as a freshman mm -hmm. with the ball in your hand, mm -hmm. and then all the other point guards in the league. You know what I mean? Who may have been older, mm -hmm. had names. Like what? Was, what was? What was that competition? What was that feeling like? Well, if you think about it, looking back, I had to have been burnt out because at that time, when I committed in 95, Kerry Kittles, yep. Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, Scooney Penn, John <laughs> Celestan, Alvin Williams, yeah. Kevin Norris in Miami. So for me, I didn't know what I was thinking. I must have been on super gas because <laughs> I just named, like, look at all them dudes. They was killing the league. And thank God when I got there, they all went to the league. But... Yeah. um. It was surreal for me, man. Just you know, you you know, you growing up, coming home three o'clock, watching Big Monday, yep. Syracuse, Georgetown, yeah. but it was it was good for me. And then you know, a lot of coaches do lie yeah. in recruiting. Um, Bay kept his word, man. Gave me the ball. I was the first freshman ever to lead the Big East in minutes per game. Wow! So I was like thirty four minutes <laughs> at one hundred seventy pounds. Yeah. So I had to be burnt out. But that was that LA culture that that yeah. got me through that. And I was skinny, but I was tough and. Hey, it was killer. I, and, and what was, like, the environment? You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Going yeah. from, like, an L.A. person, mm -hmm. right, to, like, dog, that was, like, for us, that was, like, we was all watching that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because usually, you know, people go and then they transfer back home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. 
for all different reasons. And you was in Syracuse. All I all I knew about Syracuse was like the snow. Yeah, that's what it was too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was below ten, snow, cold, the whole thing, and that's where I first learned like Timberlands. Uh-huh. Like as you start getting teammates from yeah, East Coast, yeah. I, I learned about Chuckas and, and, and the big old Averex jackets, and so the culture changed for me. But it was cool though because yeah. back then, you know, we was bumping Nas, yep, and Biggie, yep. So it was like, man, we had a whole another coast, but the love was real, yeah. And then Bayheim, master recruiter, I was like, man, it's gonna be cold out there. He was like, well, the dome is seventy two degrees, and yeah. it stay that way. <laughs> he was like, we're LA seventy four. I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, seventy two. Yeah. I said, well, is it cold? He's like, yeah, I'm I'm cold too. Yeah. So when he those words was like, man, it's it's gonna be all right. Yeah. And it was, man. And obviously we uh we had, we did some good things together. Well, well what was some of your favorite matchups mm-hmm. in the Big East, like point guard wise? Man, I had a rival, and, and you had rivals coming up your high yeah. school. But my rival was a former McDonald's All American. I didn't go to the McDonald's game. He did with Shaheen Holloway. Mm-hmm. He was a New York City dynamo. Yes, he and, was. And he and I are still friends to this day, and that that started back at ABCD camp. Uh-huh. But every time we seen each other, he he and I had like a personal. We would be playing like one on one with our team. Still. <laughs> <laughs> it was just personal, yeah, man. Yeah. But Shaheen Holloway to this day was probably my only college rival point guard because I wanted what he had. Yeah. And obviously he he wanted to beat Syracuse because obviously he was at Seton Hall. But yeah. that was my rival, man. He was one That's of the coldest. That's crazy. Man. He was cold. Super cold. Did that rivalry start uh, in high school at ABCD camp? It started at ABCD camp. I was me and Moose. Moose Bailey, mm-hmm. uh, we was the only two players from California that went to ABCD camp. You guys all went to Nike. Nike, yeah. He and I were the only ones. And so uh, Marbury's little brother, all those dudes were there. So when we played him, I didn't know who nobody was. Yeah. I didn't know top ranked, top yeah. this in the country. So that's when I knew it was real. He did like some little cheap, dirty stuff, uh-huh. you know, elbow or something. I was in their coast. <laughs> so. so that's when I was like, I don't like him. Yeah, already. <laughs> period point, but I don't like him, and that's when our little rivalry started. And quite frankly, today, man, we still friends. That's what's up. Now, talk about talk about talk about not liking people, and 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 how how I feel like that is a part of like your point guard aura. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also, like a great transition into being a great coach. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But talk about like as a point guard. When you lining up or you going to the game, what is in your DNA? What's in your trigger? You know, GP, he want to punk somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yours is different. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about, like, that point guard aura and, like, what's in that DNA. And then specifically talk about why you didn't like people and why you had to not like people. So, my my era aura was I would just lay up line. I would just stare at you down there like, Oh, he think he's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at him. Oh, he going to lay it up like that? Yeah. Oh, he tapping like that? Okay. You know, and, and that's when it was like, you got to think, but you got, we would run out and do all the clapping. Yeah, You yeah. know, the Fremont coach yeah. and Crenshaw. All right. So all that taught you, like, I don't really like you right yeah. now. And yeah. it was easy. It was vice versa. Yeah. And so for me, man, I didn't like you um, because that was what got me going. Now, I heard Gary Payton, his was crazy with the, with the Big Mac and all that. Mine was... You're not scoring on me today. Yeah. Because I told you, our coach, we wasn't getting them but 35 points. Right. <laughs> so I had to figure out some way to yeah. get myself going. And defense became my calling card 
because that was something I can control, something I can do, and something I can bring every game. Mm -hmm. And that, lo and behold, that ended up being my caller card for my career. Right. But that started from them layup lines, seeing you down there tapping, or, or walking <laughs> to you, you think you sweet, you got your snaps on. And, and so that that's where all that started from. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. I want to get into now, you know, U.S. Syracuse, All-American, you know, the accolades. Y'all do well in the tournament. Um, now you get drafted. It's different. Yeah. Now you go into a team with bona fide star point guards, oh. right? Oh. You came in with another drafted point guard, mm -hmm. Ray for Austin. Right. He was on the show. He shouted you out. Yeah. Yeah. He he loved you, bro. He shouted yeah. you out. Yeah. Like talk about the transition mm -hmm. from college all American, mm -hmm. right, to now coming into the NBA. And you may or may not play. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. What was that like? And talk about like, like talk to these kids about the mentality mm -hmm. that it takes to still be on top of your shit. So I, I, as we spoke earlier, I told you I was uh, played all those minutes at Syracuse, man. So when I got drafted second round, now, you know, first round lottery picks, you're going to play. They, they committed to you. But uh, being drafted second round, 49th pick, man, I, Sam Cassell was a starting point guard. Lindsey Hunter, who you know, was a pit bull. Yeah. Ray Foster was a third, and I was a fourth. Now, back then, it wasn't like how they, when you get drafted now, second round, you get guaranteed money. Yeah. Me and Michael no. Red, we had to, like. Get it out the mud. Come on, man. Like, really, <laughs> really. For real. And so, dating back to the to that L.A. mentality, that, that toughness that they say we saw and all that, it was just about competing every day. Right. And, man, at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you know who good or not. Like, Sam Cassell was super cold. Oh, my gosh. And then Lindsey Hannah wouldn't let me dribble. <laughs> yeah. So, then Ray Foster was around here skipping. Mm -hmm. Really skipped to my loon. So, it was, to make that team for me, that's one of my biggest accomplishments because... Right. Shit, Ray Allen. Donna, and that's a huge accomplishment. And yeah. that says something about you. No question. Because you never carried four point guards. Never. Never. No. Not in that era. There were there was never ever gonna be four point guards because it was a big man era. Yeah, right? exactly. And when you think about Sam Cassell, Lindsey Hunter, Ray Frosty, you, Ray Allen, there was another guard. Uh, a two guard. Michael Red didn't play now. Michael Red and Michael Red didn't play, right? Like talk about Big Dog though was the other wing. <laughs> hey, dog, I still have Big Dog <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> like talk about you know playing with Sam Cassell, mm -hmm. right? Like what what was that like like because you could have folded, quit. You know what I mean? Hey, time. dog. Like like you know what I'm saying? You could have folded because. These are real, like, and their whole mentality, right, was, like, not to be nice to you. Nah, you know what I mean? They, like, talk about, like, how do you, you know, how do you get in? How do you get that respect? You feel what I'm saying? So how, for, for, I learned early how to get that respect by coming, doing, and showing up every day. Like, 
they like, who is you? You second round pick. You ain't, you know what I mean? Sam was super cocky, but he yeah. was cold and Big Dog was from the, that was the era of the vet era. Yep. Like you you had, them was like OG vets. You got to prove yourself. Every day. Every day. And bringing donuts. Yep. And so like, <laughs> just, you, you know what, you, it was days where you like, man, this shit is tough, but um, the love of the game kept you going and then as you earn that respect around about Christmas, what is it, January, Christmas, where they leave you alone, yeah. rookie, it was around about that time where, you know, you earn their respect and now you became a part of the team. Mm-hmm. But that era, I don't I don't think that I don't want to say our this generation is softer because I don't think that's the case. But it was it was just more constraints. It was just more confined. The locker room wasn't as friendly. Yeah. It, it was, was confined. It was definitely fine. And, yeah. that, and, that, and those vets was holding on. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like Irvin Johnson and, and Scott Williams and, and, and Big Dog, they wasn't ready to get that up yet. Yeah. And so, you know, a young dude really had to earn it. You, they didn't give you nothing. Right. And you couldn't run and go tell nobody. At you all. You don't tell your agent. Yeah. Your mama, your homeboy. That, that It was just a different era. Ladies and gentlemen, the pioneer, L.A. Godfather, another risk taker, move maker, strategy. We'll be back, part two, with the legendary... Jason Hart, who's now the coach of Ignite G League. I'm Baron Davis. This is Point God. This is the Point God Show, presented by Slick on iHeartMedia. Part 2, coming soon. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.